I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of The Athletic Hockey Show. Record numbers in March. This just in, Sean. We we shattered every record for listenership in March. So I, I, is that is that true? That's a true story. You didn't get the Slack here. You're not in the the Athletic Hockey Show internal Slack I, channel. I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. Oh, we are on fire, and we have a great show today uh, to keep it going. Jack Roslovic of the Columbus Blue Jackets, fresh off a four point performance in Detroit. Um. He is, of course, a Columbus native. Mostly, we're just trying to get as many team, as many players off that fourteen, fifteen, U.S. <laughs> national team, U eighteen team. Matt Kachuk joined us a couple weeks ago. We've, of course, Don Granado is uh, our the honorary coach of this show. We've got Jack. I think all we need is Tage Thompson, and we we've, we've had the whole roster. I, who don't we? Who don't no, we have we, at this point? Have I was lot. seriously. I just, <laughs> Because neither of us, so I mean, whatever. This is how the how the sausage is made to an extent. Mm-hmm. Producer Jeff is the greatest, yeah, of course. Producer Jeff, he's like, I'll go get Jack Rosovic. I'm like, okay, that's great. So it was not either of us that made that request, but you could have fooled me 
Because with your ongoing obsession with the 2014 15 I love, teams, I love those teams. It couldn't have, it couldn't have come up with a better guess if we tried. Well, well we're at the point. It's like when, um, you know, AI has figured out what to suggest to you on whatever app you're on. Then you're like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to follow that person or oh, whatever yeah, it definitely. is. Producer Jeff is, is like our version of that AI. He's like, you know what? It's been it's been two weeks since we talked to somebody who was on on one of those great uh, U eighteen teams. So Jack, Jack, we're excited to have Jack on. I may or may not be a part of that interview. We will see. We will, we will find out. Hey, hey buddy, buddy, <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say that you're not. So it's just going to be me talking to Jack Rossovic, which is great. I mean, I'm all, I'm always it's, happy when you get that when you get the hell out of here and leave leave me be. It's your moment to shine, Sean. This is it. Yeah, right. This is it. I this could be a, this could be a career making moment for me. The last the last thirteen years have all led up to this. Uh, I think the last time I think the last time one of us did a solo interview was uh, was you with Quinn. So we'll see. The legendary <laughs> one and only because you this this will be your first solo. I'm I'm curious to see how you do. I don't know if you got the chat. It's not to, really my. It's not it's a pretty high bar. <laughs> yeah, to, to, a pretty high bar to cross. The me and Quinn. Yeah, chat. I don't know. Can I? Can I talk to Jack Rosovic <laughs> for eleven minutes by myself? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, I'm used to doing stuff without you, though. Yeah, you prove you it. Me, you leave me. You leave me constantly. Mm. Sticking me with Max last oh. week again. How'd that go? Was, did you listen? Of course not. No. You should have made the you should you should have made the kids listen in the car. I only had back. twenty hours of driving between Detroit and Orlando. I couldn't work it. Did in. you seriously? Did you seriously drive? Oh yeah. I am we, a Midwestern we dad. We we don't fly the family anywhere on family vacations well, I, in the Midwest. Yeah, I guess that makes Sean, sense. we drive. Max Max made a joke about about me sitting in the back seat. That that's like my typical spot on Cousins Family Vacations, which is not far from the not far from the truth. But when he said that, I was like, "Wait, are they actually are they actually doing the drive this time?" Good God! And, and as it turns out, we were not the only people with this idea on I seventy five. Yeah, everybody's been everybody's been cooped up mm-hmm. for, for for so long. It's one of those things that sounds like a great idea until you actually do it. Until you're actually stuck south of Macon, Georgia, <sighs> north of Valdosta. And traffic, and you're still like nine hours away from your Airbnb. It really hammers home how far the different, how how far it is between like the Atlanta area and deeper into Florida. That is a lot of yeah. That's the sneaky that's like because my that's brother lives in Atlanta, estate. so we're always like, let's get to Atlanta. Yeah. We can hang out for a couple of days, and then we're gonna go. And then we're just gonna make that quick. We're gonna skip on down to Florida, and that's just that's its own thing altogether. Nope. That drive. Nope. Nope. And nope. we. We make them more Cousins family vacation talk. Here's what this is more. This is more interesting than what's going on in the NHL right now. Hey, shout out to Universal Studios though they delivered the goods on the Harry Potter experience. The kids loved it. So it's awesome. It was awesome. Love it. Jealous. Um. So we're here to talk. As everybody listening knows, this is the biggest day in the NBA playing tournament day. I don't know. I just discovered that was happening about an hour it's ago. A pretty, it's a pretty big deal. It's a little bit of a disappointment, I would say, because of some of the teams that aren't involved with it. Like the late, at one point, it looked like the Lakers were going to play and they're obviously out. But no, it's a big, it's a big deal because it's a creative thing. It's and a it's still creative new. thing. And it's, and it's fun and people like it. And it's fun and people are talking about it. And boy, can you imagine a world, Sean, where the NHL playoff picture hadn't been decided months ago 
Can you just close your eyes for a second? And I want you to picture a, a world where the NHL is actually the fun creative league. Way back, way back in those halcyon days of November 2021, a couple days before the playoff, <laughs> a couple days before the playoff schedule was was already decided. I mean, locked in. Like, there's nothing. What are we like when when we're watching games? <sighs> so look, the east, there's, the, there's, the east has been the east, the east has just been brutal, 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 brutal. Because the Isles, because the Isles just couldn't they they couldn't they couldn't bounce back after the start they had to their season. And they're next. Yeah. And they're 15 and they're, and they're 15 points out and they've been 15 <laughs> points out the entire time. They started the season 15 points out if I, I, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it's true. It they, were ne- like they were they were negative 15. <laughs> <laughs> so we in the few minutes we have before throwing to the Jack interview, um, we wanted to imagine a world where we were talking about playing games in the NHL, what that would look like right now and make our case because I, I don't. I don't think we're alone here. If you're listening to this and you're not just an incredibly boring person, you would agree with us that it is like this is the this is something that is needed. This is something, and I hear I've heard the argument. I, I remember talking to execs about this. They'd be like, "Well, you play a long, you know, yeah. you play a long season. You don't want it to be get thrown away." No, no, you should use you should use the mocking voice. I don't please. want to mock any execs. You believe? Which, which, hey, 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 which ones? <laughs> Which one sound like that? Play all year. <laughs> I get it. You don't want to play 82 games or whatever and, and then lose back to back. But don't do it. Don't lose back. To- and hockey is, I mean, it, you know, it's fluky. We know that. There's a lot of luck involved. You, it's it's very possible. Um, but, Sean, you were scribbling on a napkin before we started the pod. And, mm-hmm. and just here's what it would look like if we were – the season was ending, and we were not talking about the NBA's play-in where they get to have all the fun constantly in the NBA, just constantly making fun trades, doing fun yeah. things over there in NBA land. Uh, here in the NHL. It's a lot, you know what? You know what? It's a lot more work for the people that cover the league, so I don't, I don't know how interested I am, I am in that. I know. All I was, those trades. I was in Florida for a week. Um, <laughs> it's middle, middle of the season. <laughs> See you guys. Look at you. Um all right, so what? Let's start start in the East because there's been nothing of interest in terms of playoff race to talk about there for a long time. What would it look like if we were starting our, our the Athletic Hockey Show Tuesday edition playing Memorial Play-in tournament? The elevator pitch on this for people who are unaware of what's going on is that it's a tournament in the NBA between the seventh through ninth, seventh through tenth seeds, quote unquote, in the playoffs, where seven plays eight. Nine plays ten. It's double elimination for the people in the in the seven eight games. This is the schedule for the NBA, or th- this is using the NBA system as the schedule for for what for what a playing tournament would look like in the NHL right now, based on the current seedings. Day one would feature games between the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wait, and hold, on. Wait, hold on, before you get to that, explain how it, you got to lose twice. Like this, this, yeah. this, the progress. The, the, so it's not a complete. If you finish, if you're the seventh seed, a complete disaster. No, if if you if you are the seventh or the eighth seed, you can lose twice. Like it's double elimination for yeah. you for nine for nine ten. Once they lose one game, that's out. Like that's their that's the not the reward, but that's their punishment for 
you know, finishing quote unquote outside the traditional playoff picture, right? Right. So seven and eight play, seven wins, you get to go right on into the big tournament. That's it. Yeah, it's game over. Game over. Eight loses, they got to go down and play again. Whoever loses, whoever loses the, yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever loses the seven, eight game needs to play the winner of the nine and 10 game. Right. And then the, and then the winner of that game goes on to be the eighth seed. I'm sure you're all picturing this. We've explained this very airtight. You know why? We're smart. (laughs) Two smart guys who are good at talking. Uh, All right. Day one would be Pittsburgh, Washington because it's Pittsburgh seven seed. Caps are eight seed. The only reason not to, I mean, you would we would have to blow up the conference models for the yeah. for this to, or not the conference no, the models the, div, the, the 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 divisional pods for this to work as as simply as possible. But it, so if we went to straight NBA model, you know, conference by conference, this is this is what it would be like. Day one's Pens Caps winner advances. The loser goes on to play. I, to play whoever wins game one between the Islanders and the Blue Jackets. That's pretty fun. And the interesting thing here is you have the Capitals who are, they're playing. They're, they're coming on. Pittsburgh kind of staggering. Like there would be a lot to talk about. It would be exciting. Um, and then, yeah, then you've got, you've got Columbus and the Islanders. And, and it makes these other games so much like, you know, we mentioned Jack Rosovic coming on the show. I mean, right now, I don't know what Columbus is playing for. Um, they, you know, they're playing in Detroit. I don't know what was online in that game. Absolutely nothing, really. Nothing. Uh, nothing. You know, there's an eight-point difference. Lottery, lottery There's lottery <laughs> minuscule percentage points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe even Detroit, I mean, it, you know, they'd have a ways to go. But at least that game, a Saturday night game in Detroit, that I was here – and I don't, I, I, you wouldn't know that that game wasn't getting a lot of buzz locally. No, like, no. Um, like that, that game has some sort of, in, like, that's an important game now because of this. Yeah, model. right. And the, the wings at the moment are eight points behind the Blue Jackets with 10 games left on the schedule. So that's not, that's not looking good. But even still. Even still. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you'd have teams in the chase for this, for this 10 spot, right? Typically, we we would at least had something to track over the last over the last month, other than pretending that the Islanders have a chance to make up ground on the Capitals. When again, in actuality, they are and were and have been fifteen points behind for the entire season since the, since game one. All right, so that like that, and it's fun, and it's not. If you're Pittsburgh, you know you've I guess you've earned that seven seed or whatever. Um, but it's you know you, the wheels would just have to fall off. You'd, you'd have to lose both to the Capitals and then to a subpar Islanders Blue Jackets team. I mean, and also, I mean, whatever. We're talking about Pittsburgh. They're, you know, two points out of fifth place and six points out of – I mean, their fo- fourth has, co- has come and gone. But but they could – that team and the two teams in front of them are interchangeable. Like, is it is it Boston? Is right. it Pittsburgh? Is it Tampa Bay at this point? Like – you know, win some games down the stretch and and avoid and avoid the, and avoid the play-in round, right? Like that's that's the other. So you, you that's know. that's the top end of this. So you have the lower end where you have maybe Detroit is more interested in in what's happening right now, or maybe yeah. they're not. And the top end, you're like, we do not want to get sucked into that no. that whirlpool of 
playingness where anything can happen. So you're there's a little bit more. At least there's something on the line right now, rather than we kind of want to be playing well going into the playoffs. I guess or whatever. I, I don't think that there's much interest on the part of Eastern Conference teams in playing in playing out the last eight, nine, ten games of the season here. And how and how could there be? Honestly, no. These the stuff doesn't matter. You're trying to get healthy and whatever else because of the nature of because of the nature of the schedule. And this would at least. I, I, it always blows me away because you know, the, the argument would is that you don't want to do these because you don't want to devalue the regular season right, or something. But what devalues the regular season more than a system you know, with three-point games and whatever else that makes the last six weeks of games in, in, one, in an entire conference basically mm. irrelevant? Like that, that delegitimizes the regular season because these teams are on autopilot mode yes. and they have been for a while and there's no recourse for it. Right. There's no, there's no, re- and that's okay. Like I'm not blaming them for, for going into preservation mode down the stretcher. They should, it's not their fault. That's the, that's the, that's the smart thing to do, but that doesn't mean that the league has to sit back and accept it and not, and not look for potentially better, better situations. All right. So in the East, we have Penn's caps and Isles blue jackets. The, the those are the yeah. seven, eight, fun. nine, ten matchup. Good times. West would be stars, Kings, seven, eight winner advances. Loser would face the winner of Vegas, Winnipeg mm. at the moment. And this is, this is more fun to me than the Eastern race because down the stretch, we're going to watch specifically the Jets and the Canucks mm-hmm. in the in the death match for the for the for the tenth spot. And those are two teams and two franchises that desperately, desperately, desperately want to make the playoffs. Right? Like there's there's no there's no like maybe this is good, maybe this is bad. Like like that the mindset in those franchises is such where they they would want that regardless of whether it was the ten seed or the nine seed or a playing tournament or whatever. They yeah. don't, they don't care. It's great. Can we talk about the Kings for one second? Drew Doughty mm-hmm. is goes down. This, like we'll, we'll jump into reality for a second, but it, we can talk about them through the lens of our tournament. They're pl- they would be playing Dallas. Um, the Kings are probably going to make the playoffs in real life. Where where have you landed on them in terms? Of- I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we can say that with any degree of certitude at this point. I said probably. They're two, they're two points ahead of. <laughs> they're two points ahead of Vegas, and they're and they're not as good. Like. Yeah. Over okay. the course of I guess probably is too strong. Vegas has Vegas is seven three and zero in, the, in their last ten. The Kings are, I mean, they're falling apart. Yeah. They're right. They're they're four four and two over the last ten. Lost three straight. No doughty. Their puck possession numbers have dipped pretty precipitously over the last little bit. I'm not entirely sure how they've gotten to this point where they're thirty eight twenty six and ten in the first place. That's a lot of that's a lot of overtime points. They were, they were getting, you know, strong goaltending at the start of the season. That's no longer, no longer true. They're a negative goal differential team. Like, I don't think they're that strong of a bet to hold on to this right. spot right. over the next, over the next eight games. Not with a Vegas team that's getting healthy and getting its, getting its and the stuff team. together. And the, yeah, that's fair. So that answers my question. So you're so you think the Kings are they've got a a thin hold on a playoff spot? Probably switch it then. Probably not a playoff team. And if they are, probably not a playoff team. You expect to last very long. 
I mean, points are, it's easy to look at stuff and be like, well, it's only four points. It's only six points. Like, and anything's possible. I mean, that's really not, that's not true. Like, like six, six points or four points or whatever is a tough, is a tough thing to make up. But when you're talking about two points and you have games yeah. against each other coming up, if I were to bet money on who ended up in that eight spot down, down the stretch, I'm pretty sure it would be Vegas in, especially in the, in the idea, and Dom said this last week, the idea of having, you know, maybe not quite a fully operational Vegas team because God knows they have problems. But to have them to have them sneak in in that in that last spot would be would be really really interesting. But anyways, that whatever. Not the submarine, the Kings talk. But no, I want more Kings talk. I, I you know Lisa Dillman wrote something when Todd McClellan he he coached in his thousands game and and you know not a, a ton of jack adams talk there just, right. just because it's it's the kings and they're kind of a borderline playoff team but like this they weren't even supposed to be we weren't even supposed to be having this conversation right now this is a team that mm-hmm. was supposed to be a little still a, you know finishing up a rebuild a lot of good young talent but even the fact that that they're where they are right now is i mean todd's done a pretty uh, done a hell of a job there i mean yeah this is happening more quickly than it should have right and i i think that was a smart i will say I like what Rob Blake did at the deadline because I think he he. <laughs> I would imagine he knew that this team still needs a little bit more time. Yeah. He then he needs a little bit more time on the bake here, right? Like this isn't this isn't a finished product. This isn't a situation where you at the deadline you go and trade one of those one of those you know I don't know whatever go to, if you want to go trade for trying to think of some someone someone who someone who would have made sense for them some one one of the defensemen you give up a a prospect for Justin Falk or whatever just to make some obligatory kind of move um you know at the at the at the deadline there um i think Rob Blake gets it and i think he realizes that this team isn't quite ready yet and they're and they're really interesting right like i'm i'm a fan of what they've done i like them moving forward would i rather see the Vegas Golden Knights sneak into the playoffs and set up a first round matchup with the Edmonton Oilers in the Pacific Division playoffs. Like, <laughs> I think so. Sorry. Who you Does got in that series? Bad... I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zero goalies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's uh let's get to the Jack Rossovic interview. If let's which say is, which is which is going to be really good. Let's you guys, say you guys you guys don't even know. Hypothetically, I can't make it to that. Will you ask him about a plan possibility? Come yes. on, do it. I don't. I've never. I wouldn't know. Jack Roslevic wouldn't know me if I walked past him on the street. He, he doesn't. I don't care. I'll I'll ask him whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I'm not afraid. I'm not saying you're afraid. Ask the tough question, Sean. I think it's a good. I think it's a topic. I'm curious what the players. Would think I, like, and it's a, a revenue generator. Like, there's also that league could use some money. So, is, is it? And whatever, we're circling back to this. <laughs> this is the most like discursive. Like, we're yeah. we're all over the place here. Was that seriously the the biggest justification when you would when you would talk to league guys and you would talk to front office guys? It's just like, oh, the the the, the regular season's long, and we and we don't want to we don't want to penalize teams for. You know, who 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 legitimately yeah, like that make was, the that playoffs? That was the thing. You play eighty-two games. It's a proper regular season. You go through the ups and downs, and you don't want where you've landed in a, a two-game window to determine whether or not you make the playoffs. 
It's not an unreasonable no. argument. No, it's not. It's not. And it's a it's an argument that, you know, I thought the one game wild card in, in MLB over the years is just <laughs> insanity. When you talk about a 162 <laughs> 100, game schedule yeah. that comes <laughs> that comes down to one game, it's it's, it's total. That's a farce. It makes for drama. But, you know, from a, you know, from a from a sample size standpoint, it's just it, it's tough to even wrap your head around. Um, I think the biggest factor here is uh, like you don't think Turner Sports and maybe ESPN wants wants a wants a plan wants a plan. Of course around? they do. Down Everybody the does. Be, just be interesting yet? for once. All right, stick around for Sean's interview with Jack. I'm excited to hear it. I will listen this time. Won't. It, assuming I'm not on it, we don't know. I might show up. We'll be right back. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We are thrilled to be joined by Jack Rosovic, Columbus Blue Jackets center. Most importantly, another member of the 2014-15 U18 development team. I think we have one of you guys coming through every week, it feels like at this point, whether it's Kachuk or whoever else. How you doing, buddy? Just, 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 came, off, just came off for practice. How's everything going? Yeah, good. Um, three days off here between the games, which you don't really get very often. So, uh, nice and rested. I did want to ask specifically about about that team you were a part of, and it, it is funny. I, I mean, I sort of sort of alluded to it, but we have, gosh, we've talked to we've talked to Don Granado, and we've and we've talked to you know we've talked to Troy Terry, and we've <laughs> we're trying to get Tish Thompson on and on. Like you guys, that were on that team, especially the 2014-15 team. You're really starting to make your mark in the league. You know, you're seeing seeing a lot of you guys pop and. Just wondering, look at, even looking back on it now, as you guys kind of get further into your NHL careers, I mean, how do you reflect on being on being a part of that group? Because it really was a talented, a talented, a talented crew. Yeah, I mean, I could go through every single name in that group. And you can uh, you do it. By the way, that's fine. You can just you can just go to, you can just go down the list. Like it's 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 fine. We got time. And, yeah, and rave. Um, God, yeah, I mean, unreal. So. Um, it's great to see, you know, obviously a lot of, a lot of success this year from, from that group. Um, you know, Matthew's breaking records, Terry's scoring a lot of goals, Tage scoring a lot of goals, <clears throat> and then guys who just have been around for a while, just doing their, you know, you got a, a lot of guys, a lot, tons of us around the league that are, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to dinner every night in every city with one of them. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's awesome to see. And, you know, it's a group that, um, 
you know, it's amazing to be, it was amazing to be a part of. It's a huge reason for all of our development. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, you know, you know, be more happy that I, that I had that experience for those two years. Right. Was that something, how aware, you kind of alluded to this, but was that something you were aware of in the moment? Like when you were part of that group in 14 and 15, like, did you know that it was something special back then? Did you have the sense that you guys were going to make your mark like you have been, or is it something that's kind of grown over time? You know, not, not really crazy. Um, you know, obviously we knew there were, there were a lot of good teams. I think it's towards the end of it. Um, when, you know, our, our international record was, you know, was what it was. I think it was mm -hmm. 40 some wins and, you know, only one or two losses. So, um, you know, we were, we were a dominant team, you know, throughout the whole, the whole world of hockey players at, at our age. So it was, uh, it was a special group. Um, obviously, you know, I don't think anyone, you know, expects, you know, a guy like, you know, Austin to score 58 goals or whatever he's at right now, or, you know, to see a guy like, you know, Troy do so well this year, or, you know, you don't, you don't really, you don't really think of that in the moment. You know, I think it's one of those things that, uh, you know, it was great because we all were there and, you know, we could all push each other and, um, you know, to see guys succeed and to do uh, amazing things at the NHL level is, you know, so awesome. And to be able to, you know, probably, you know, just, we didn't even realize it, you know, you're competing against each other every day and you're competing against the best players in the world every day. So it was uh, something that was, uh, was super special. You know, none of us took anything for granted and, uh, you know, look at the success that, you know, a lot of us, a lot of these guys are having now and, you know, still growing. Definitely. I mean, we could, we we can talk about Austin, Austin, real quick. We could talk about him all, all show, I would imagine. But as as you know, as a guy, as a guy in the league, in a in a in a peer of his, and some in a former teammate, and all that, what watching what he's doing on a night in night out basis, especially over the last couple of weeks, as he's even you know dialed it up even more. What what is that like for you? Like what are, what are you seeing out of him, and and what's it sort of like to you know just kind of track the kind of season that he's that he's had? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, it's. You know, so impressive. Uh, I think everyone around the league, whether you play with them or not, uh, would realize talent. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, um, you know, he was just another one of us guys when we were, when we were um, you know, obviously towards, you know, the, the end of that season because he, he was out for a lot of the first season and, you know, towards the second, the beginning of the second season and then towards the end of it, um, we knew he was super special and, uh, to be able to see, see it now. Um, you know, I wish we could all say we saw it coming, but, uh, you know, I think <laughs> what uh, you didn't, you did, you, you did think he was going to make a run. It's, it's set. It's well, 70 you know, goals you, in a single never, season. You never know, right. But to, to do, <laughs> to do that is to beat that, you know, is, is so impressive. And, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that it's, it's not done by a lot of people ever. So, uh, to be able to watch him and, and see him every day and, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, play alongside that whole team and, and uh, yeah. was, you know, something that, like I said, it's, uh, I always find myself bragging, bragging about how good that team was and, and, and in an NHL locker room too. And I mean, yeah. it was juniors. So, uh, you know, it's got something, <laughs> something to do if I'm still, I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, it's stuck, right. You're still, you're still, you're still, you still got bragging rights, you know, seven, seven years later, yeah. how, how far out we are yeah. now. It's funny. So I, I caught I caught a lot of your game a, a couple of days ago against against the Red Wings. Hat trick, four points, game winning goal. Put you know helped you set a career high in goals already. And we got however many eight eight nine games left for you guys. 
what does it mean down the stretch to to have that kind of that kind of production for not just for, not just for you individually but for but for your group because i mean it has been you know you guys are you guys were in the mix and you know for for most of the season and not a lot of people expected that out of you so as you're as you're finishing as you're finishing up this season as you're kind of winding stuff down what are what what are the goals you know individually and what are, what are the goals for the for for the group um i think individually you know they match the group uh for me a lot is uh Mm -hmm. you know finding that identity finding the way the right way to play every night um you know trying to figure out you know who we are we're such a young team um that it's going to be in the next you know years if we want to find ourselves in the playoffs and be a consistent playoff team and um i think we have the talent to do it uh it's just about you know, finding that compete level every night, finding, uh, you know, being able to <clears throat> play the right game defensively and, you know, scoring, scoring goals and finding that balance. So, um, you know, I think we're, we're good, uh, in a really good spot for, you know, the next couple of years to, to strive and to, you know, have, have big goals. And, um, I think a lot of people, like you said, uh, thought we overachieved this year and, uh, you know, in some ways maybe we did and, and it's a great thing to see, but, um, we got a lot more and uh, it'd be a lot better. You know, that's uh, so these last nine games are about is, you know, just growing as a team and finding that, uh, that identity. I mean, you guys have added a couple pieces over the last couple of days, right? Ken Johnson practice. You got Nick, Nick Blankenberg coming in, you know, when you see guys who could be part of the core group, move, move, you know, moving forward, coming in at this point in the season, it's not something you see all that often. And I, I know, I know you're kind of, you, know, you have your own stuff to worry about, but what it, what have you seen out of those guys in, in, in their, their first their first couple of days around? Yeah, as a, as a player on a team that's out of the playoffs, you know you always get the college free agents that come around. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think these guys, like you said, are you know a lot more you know a lot special, uh, a lot more special. You know, they're they're uh, they're players that we want to you know be a part of our team for you know a long time to come. So uh, you know, it's great for them to uh, to get into games and you know, to be, be feeling good before they come in for their first training camp and uh, just to get the experience. It's, uh, it's really good for, you know, it's a really positive step for the team and the organization to be able to, you know, start to start to get to know them and um, for them to start to get to know us. So, um, like I said, to kind of mold them and, and start that uh, the early form of, you know, getting to know our identity and, you know, how we want to play and, and trying to uh, find, all the right things. You're obviously still a young guy, but is that, is that a role that you can kind of see yourself slotting into like on this, on this team moving forward, you're talking about molding guys like Johnson and, and, and Blankenberg. Is that, uh, is that, is that something you're looking forward to growing into, I I guess, and taking a bigger part in? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm not old by any stretch. I don't have, you know, the most experience by any stretch on this team, but, um, to be able to be a guy that um, is pretty, you know, loud and outgoing in the locker room, I can uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully help them uh, mm-hmm. in the way. Obviously, um, it's a team sport, and to be able to, uh, you know, have those guys and, and you know, maybe take them under your wing, or you know, just talk to them and you know, explain. And you know, I think the best thing for them is just to have them watch. And you know, it's a great thing that it's great that they're in this early, and to be able to. Uh, start that start that whole process uh you know the earlier mm-hmm. in my opinion so um it's great to see him around i uh I'll, I'll help him out as much as i as i possibly can but you know like i said just being able to get them in games and get them learning early um 
it, you know, it's going to be in benefit for the organization and for the team, I think. I, one, of the, one of the coolest things about about your group is, you know, you, you look at you, you look at Sean Corrales, you look at Carson Meyer, you have Ohio Ohio dudes on this roster. And that's that's something cool because like uh, we've seen, I think, especially over the last whatever, 10, we'll say 10 years, like the post Rick Nash kind of generation of players, guys like you who grew up watching him. And now you're also, now the three of you together are, are you know, part of, you know, part of that organization. How... You know how how co- how cool is that for you, and how seriously do you take it? You know, as 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 an Ohio guy who's playing for an an Ohio team. Yeah, super cool. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, post post Rick Nash, you know, we, like you said, not to reiterate you, but we all grew up on no. on them. We all grew up on Columbus hockey. We all grew up on uh, on on this team, and um, I think we're getting to the point where you know you look around the locker room. And, uh, you know, the more you talk to everyone, everyone wants to be here, which is, um, what we want. Uh, I don't think there's questioning if, uh, you know, guys like Sean and I, or, or Carson, you know, like, or dislike a city. Um, you know, we love it. We grew up here. I'll always come back here. So, um, it's great to, to have, you know, cause you want to enjoy it. <clears throat> you want to enjoy it and, you know, winning or losing, uh, the city can, you know, make a big impact on, you know, your life and, quality and so it's uh it's nice to be able to look around the locker room and, and see everyone genuinely loving it here and um you know loving loving what the city's about and and then leads into you know good times around the rink and you know just uh just a better overall quality of life which usually uh, translates to some uh, some better hockey and um it's uh it's great to great to have these guys around and you know to kind of lead that charge being advocates for uh for what we are and what kind of yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned it, but is that, is the narrative that we saw kind of emerge around Columbus that, you know, for whatever reason, guys, the, 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 the public marching order is that guys don't want to play there for, or, or have, or some guys have not wanted to play there for one reason or another. Is that, is that legit? Is that, is that, is that something you noticed or is that an overblown thing that's based on kind of a, kind so, of a small, a small group? Yeah, so I've, I've never really, you know, played with any, like I said, I've been here for, it's been two years now. Um, and it's been pretty much the close to the same group, uh, group of guys that, you know, uh-huh. really here and, um, haven't really seen, you know, the other side of it. So, um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, yeah, definitely, you know, people think it's a small market and, you know, it's a small city and, and there's not much to do or whatever, you know, whatever kind of excuse they want to make up. Um, but, you know, we, you know, the, the team, like I said, we, we love it here. Um, you know, there's, there's tons to do. It's a, it's a great sports town. You look at, you know, a, uh, team like Ohio state football. I mean, I can't even, it's, it's bigger than, you know, some, some of the major football teams around the, around the U S it's bigger than probably all hockey teams. So it's one of those things that we're no, we're no joke of a sports town, I think, uh, in many ways. So it's, uh, like I said, I haven't really been around it. So, um, yeah. you know, people think what they think. Um, and, you know, I think it's just great that, you know, everyone here is, is enjoying their time and, and uh, you know, spending it, spending it in the right places. Love it. And that, that's, that all sounds good, man. And you're, you're, you're a big part of it moving forward too. Like we said, you hit, hit, hit 15 goals and, you know, I, I know that, you know, moving forward, you're going to be a big, a big part of it too. So I, I appreciate the time and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you down the line. 
Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Craig? Yeah. You there? Okay. You can just look at me. I'm on the Zoom with you. Is this, are we, have we started the segment? Is this the start of the quiet. segment? I mean, yeah, it can be. Yes, I'm here. Right. Sean, are you? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> this is the only good segment on the show. So we dive into the user comments on our page, in the athletic app, on the other side of the world, pack a lunch. Uh, People seem to have figured it out, though. I will say, Craig, there were yes. forty-seven comments on the on the on the ep, on the on the Kachuk episode, uh, and I was not I was not ready for those. I opened it up when I was talking when me when me and Max were talking last week, mm-hmm. and was disgusted almost by the by the i was upset by 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 the number of comments what is wrong with you people <laughs> no, we 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 love it we love you doing our jobs for us um keep it up especially when you talk smack on craig as they did last week a little bit come on people <laughs> he's so nice Max Z, what will notable American Austin Matthews have to do to be considered the consensus best player in the world? Mm. He's so dominant on both ends every time I watch him, but dethroning McDavid seems sacrilegious. There's a, uh, there's a lot to unpack here because mm-hmm. this is a good question. And I, it may be up to Sean and I to carry this burden <laughs> uh, moving forward because Connor – what Austin didn't arri- arrive with that Connor McDavid did was already the expectation that he was the best player of his generation, right? Like Connor, since he mm-hmm. was 14 or whatever in Canada coming up and playing and, you know, whatever tournaments they play in and like he was, he was already granted this status. So mm-hmm. he has to be dethroned. Austin Matthews was not granted best player in the league status or, generational talent of his generation stat Connor Mc- and this is not like I like Connor this is not me running down Connor McDavid but that's I don't, just- I don't think he I don't think he do <laughs> I do like Connor McDavid he's a good player but he did come in with that expectation and that status whereas Austin yes we knew Austin was great we he, he came in with expectations and he could be generational but he, like he wasn't placed on a throne, I don't think, to the level that Connor was. So now that we've, you know, now that the the gap between the two that may or may not have ever existed in the first place, in reality, but perceived gap is is gone. Um, that it's going to take some convincing to get Austin pushed into that stance. Now, Austin 
has he, you know, he plays in Toronto. That's going to help. Um, he's also real, like he's having a ridiculous season. He's he's really driven. Like this will drive him. He, he's going to find ways to continue to improve, knowing how he's wired. Um, so, what's it going to take? I think it's going to take Sean and I. You know, I'm gonna we're, yeah, we're gonna we have to, to raise this up every we episode. And we need sure. to we need to advocate. That's what Austin Matthews needs is That's more media people adv- advocating for his for his status there. That's it. Dom asked the question last week: Is is he better than Connor McDavid at this point? I mean, he's having a better season. It's going to take... He's going to have to do it for a couple more years. There, there needs to be... Why, though? Why? I mean, for the same reason that Connor took it from Crosby. Like, you don't... It doesn't don't just, just happen. And, yeah. I mean, there's a body of work at play here where McDavid has been... Appreci- was, you know, he had the edge for yeah. a couple years. Here's where... I this will, Here's what might fast forward to the process, and that could be a, the playoffs and a playoff run. And oh, yeah. that big horse like Austin Matthews having an incredible run in the playoffs, which is not out of the question here, um, that will that will switch that narrative really quickly. If if the opposite, if Vegas makes it into the playoffs and the Oilers get bounced in round one, and Austin goes on a run and is dominant as he, he he's built to be, um, that really that's that to answer your question, <laughs> Maxie, yeah. it's not it's that's what's that's what's going going to take and that that may happen and i think yeah just a just a long playoff run for the toronto maple leafs and who could who would who would bet against that <laughs> you know uh, it, uh can i can i james and and answers the question and that's which I, is fine yeah, well i guess we'll much, allow much better even though these are our questions james you can feel free to answer it i guess get out of here um He's at, he's wondering if this is a career year for Austin Matthews. I don't believe it is. I, I I don't think that this is this is going to be some aberration for Austin Matthews. No, I well, okay. So I think that depends on how you conceptually look at you know the idea of a, of a career year. Like it, I do. I think this is an aberration. Like no, do I think that it's a smart bet to you know maybe next year say that we're going to ha- also have the Ken Austin Matthews score 70 goals in a season debate. I don't think that's particularly sure. likely either. Like that's yeah. tough to do. It, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that often. So if this is it, if this is the peak of Austin Matthews career, at least statistically and, and individually, then like <laughs> there's no shame in that. Like this is, this is a wild, wild thing that he's, that he's doing. He's also got what uh, 10 games to score 12 goals to get to 70. I, it's not, not impossible. Shanna actually answered it much, much uh, yeah, more concise, saying, yes. drag the Leafs kicking and screaming to a cup. That will do it. <laughs> that, yes, that'd do it. That would flip the narrative, and then, then people would be comfortable saying decisively that Austin Matthews is better than Connor McDavid if he wins a cup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like that it's kicking and screaming. That's like what the Leafs are like. The Leafs are like, we don't want to team get, is like fighting no, against him. We don't no. want to win a cup. I made a joke about Montreal. I guess me and Max both said this. Montreal is the the worst team in the league. I think I said it offhandedly uh, last week. Carlos L brings it up. He said, you heard it here, folks. I'm telling all my buddies on the crack and subreddits that we're moving moving on up. Um, Who is the worst team in the league right now? 
Is it the is it the Montreal Canadiens? I don't think so. I yeah. think they've I think they've done enough in the last little bit, and they've shown enough of a pulse under under Martin San Luis to like get them out of that discussion. I mean, there's just you got the level of just hopelessness and, and, and weirdness in Arizona, and then and then the failure to meet expectations in Seattle. I think that kind of makes them. I think that I, th- I think that kind of gives them the lead. Don't. Don't count out Jersey down the stretch. <laughs> I think stuff could get. I think stuff could get pretty bleak here with with, with that goaltending and and with and with no Jack Hughes. So yeah, I don't know. I might I might have spoke too soon. I think there's plenty of reasons to be, you know, at least interested in in the Canadians. I'm not sure we can say that about about other teams. Josh R asks: Have players, when you've interviewed them for these podcasts, ever said something that was insider information? In quotes. And then was broken as a bigger story later, potential trades, free agent signings, or general team info. Um, it's a good question. There's never – I would say what's happened in um, – this was typically more often in the kind of the longer form, full 60. Like Sean and I aren't getting inside inf- information typically in a 10-minute window. Um, but when when you do a lengthy hour long podcast, sometimes stories come out that people weren't aware of, and then this would happen, and we would we would transcribe it, or other people would turn it into a you know they would they would turn it into a story, like a they would take a clip or a, a quote. So yeah, I think they do often unveil when you have this time and you can be conversational with a player. Um, they they often do you, you you learn something about them or or about you know. A, a transaction or a decision they made and that becomes news. So yeah, I don't, I can't think of any offhand. Like I think the other Wait, I, I yeah. kind of took the question a different way. Honestly, oh. players have absolutely said things off mic whenever we stop recording that have, that have given me ideas for oh, stuff. Oh, is that what they mean? Like is before that, and after when we're just chatting? Cause that definitely has happened. That has happened. And frankly is happening with more frequency over the last, over the last little bit. I feel like there's always, I feel like there's always a couple minutes after we hang up where at minimum the conversation that, that we'll be having like bef- before we disconnect is like, I wish I would have, I wish I would have asked about this or, or, yeah. or I wish, or I wish I would have worked that into a follow up or whatever. And there are absolutely things that have been said, you know, off mic or off record here that have planted, planted ideas. I didn't for sure it that way, but that's definitely the case. What you all didn't hear following the Jack Rossovic in- interview was him demanding a trade that to, to Sean. Yes, Sean specifically. He, de- he, 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 de- he demanded a trade and he said, I'm so glad that you did this interview by yourself and that that, that bum, that bum partner of yours wasn't, wasn't on. I may have been uh, on. Do we know for sure I wasn't on? Um, I think it's safe to say. Come on. Um, Bryce C says, I feel like we need to spend some time on the Tuesday show discussing the national embarrassment that has reared its head this season and has negatively impacted the league. It is rendering games unwatchable. Of course, I refer to the shiny silver and gold helmets on the Kings and Knights. Mm. Can we stay at intervention for the, go- for the good of USA hockey? Um, yeah, I don't like them. I, I don't... I, the, there's... Uh, I typically love – I'm a big fan of teams, especially non-traditional teams, especially teams like Vegas and whoever else going off the board with with uh, yeah. with, jersey cho- with jersey choices or aesthetic I'm, choices. I'm on the other side on this one, but go ahead. I, I like them. I like, the, I, like the, I, I like the idea of them. The fact that they don't – they don't match the rest of 
And this is not their fault because you're talking about plastic versus cloth. <laughs> so, like, one's going to be, you know, spark, whatever, sparklier and more reflective than the, than the other one. But there's just something kind of distracting about it. I would rather they just sell all the way out and find some way to... If, if just they go all the way with it. Just come on out and, like, gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, like, wrap the, wrap the jerseys in, in gold in gold foil or, or, or something. Like, don't, don't just limit it to the the helmets those are my those are my complaints is is the clash between the helmets and the jerseys all right is that it that's that's your only take perry g <clears throat> yet another week with no women's hockey no mention of the fact that the boston pride won the won the isabel cup an american team even which is which is true the boston uh the boston pride are the are the phf uh champions champions for this series i believe they outscored their opponents 15-3 during the during, during the playoffs which is which is wild. Um, yeah, are bad for not for not mentioning that as much, you know, as much as, as maybe some people would like. But I will say that uh, Haley Salvian just put up a story yesterday going into the future of the women's game in North America, as far as the PHF is concerned, as far as the PWHPA is concerned. Some very interesting stuff there, and it is worth your time if you have not read it yet. I will say, Perry, had I been here last week. Oh, see, this is bullshit. It's not true. Perry, I, I believe Perry was in the comments the week before saying the same thing, and I forgot to and I forgot to bring it up. So, but anyway, shout out to the shout out to the Boston Pride. You have to go back and listen to this to this dude's question. Um, I can't remember who asked it about the Anchorman style bra between brawl between <laughs> Diz. Anchorman style bra. <laughs> wow. Sounds very, hot. Very, very, very expensive and very erotic. <laughs> uh, yeah, he set up day, days uh, like an Anchorman brawl between days of the podcast. We're not going to go into this again, but it's really funny and you should and you should listen to this. Follow up to the brawl question. Would you rather fight 100 duck sized doms or one dom sized duck? I'll tell you what, the Dom sized duck isn't going to be that big. It's a five foot nine duck that I lies thought about Dom was taller than he is. I guess he's as tall as I am. I thought he was like six. I know. I thought he was like six four or something. I know a dude is five ten in shoes when I see one, baby. <laughs> Riley D, have we heard the origin story of your friendship? You two making jokes and Craig losing his shit laughing sometimes makes your already extremely entertaining episodes even more so. Have we heard the origin story? <laughs> Riley, let me tell you. It was an overcast. The year was 2008. <laughs> origin story. Mike, are we even friends? I, there's a lot of assumptions that are friendship is a, that's a big, that's a loaded word, Riley. I've tolerated Sean for years. <laughs> 14, 14 years. Do you, like, what, what would have been our introduction? Like, we both... We both worked at the Sporting News at the same time. That would have been yeah. that. That's how we know each other. This I was um, a national writer for the Sporting News, and Sean was. You were editing at the time, like I was. Out a, of yeah, college. I was. A, I was. A, I was. A, yeah, I was out of college. I was copy editing and producing and stuff. So the I must, way I, the yeah. way I the, how do you the way I remembered it? is is like you were basically overworked and you needed somebody who yeah. who could at least who could at least help and and. From an editing standpoint, from from a writing standpoint, just planning and stuff. You were overworked, and the, and the hockey staff was, you know, non-existent back then. 
And the way I remember it was you're like, hey, how about how about how about that kid on the on the coffee desk? He seems like he's not that much of an idiot. Like may, like maybe he could help here. How did did we meet? Like how did I, I even come to that conclusion? Mm-mm. I don't what know. What were our interactions where I where I was like, hey, this kid seems. It was like, me like it, it was me like I believe it was me editing copy that yeah. you'd file in like the middle of the night and just yeah. like being being helpful <laughs> help, being helpful help, helpful on emails and stuff and then and then you're like yeah it's, it's not not an idiot maybe this will work and I owe my career to Craig Custance I've said this before and then we had a podcast within weeks I think though like we oh, literally absolutely. like I, mm-hmm. we introduced in and, and it was um if you like you, you refer to me laughing and 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 like hard at Sean, there's that podcast when nobody was listening. There's mm. like, there's stretches where I laughed for like 20 straight minutes. Cause I was super immature. Some of us still are. Yeah. I mean, that's it. We, we worked together and Craig decided that he liked me. And then voila, 14 we years are. later, I have, I'm, I'm still, I'm still eating off it. So <laughs> thanks buddy. That's not true. Have we considered that Salvian trying to turn Max against the Americans trademark sign is the equiv- hockey equivalent of the Zimmerman telegram, which is very funny. Again, the uppity Canadians go too far. And I renew my call to annex the Monday show and install Max as a puppet dictator. I mean, w- watch Max be democratically elected to run the Monday show as well. <laughs> annex the Monday show. That's a hashtag. I like that, Nicholas. If we're still looking for NFT ideas, says Chrissy, you should recreate The Last Supper, but replace the faces with Sean and all the other co-hosts who have filled in for Craig. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be Max eight times. Oh, my gosh. Who would be... Um, um, I'm trying to think of who... would be Max. Who else has been subbing for me? Max and Max? And Max, Haley, Haley kind of did one time. I the, the thing that's happened is like I've subbed for other people, so I've I've gone on with Mendez, and I think there's just too much. I guess I gotta I gotta cut that shit out. Apologies to Alana, um, who called me out. Understand uh, Shapiro? That was I. I how could I how, how could I forget Sean Shapiro? He he subbed for you uh, a, f- a few weeks back. Uh, apologies to Alana, who rightfully called my called me out on my mispronunciation of. Acai for the for the bowls last week. Wait, how'd you say it? Uh, I kind of just said acai, Ugh. and I took, I took, I took. Uh, and Brian Boyle let that slide without a correction. Boyle Boyle's couldn't even say poke, so for mm. for poke bowls. So yeah, I think I think you're you're talking to you're talking to two dudes who, whatever. We're lucky, we're, <laughs> we're lucky we we even came close. But yeah, I took. Uh, I took some shit from other people uh, about that pronunciation last week, including a co-host of the podcast who will remain nameless. Hmm. Wasn't me. Which, <laughs> I know. Which franchise makes the playoff first, Buffalo or Arizona? Mm, Buffalo. It's from, that's from Steven. Easy. I will, like, Arizona is not going to make the playoffs until, here's here's what I will say. I, my Buffalo, youngest- could do it. Buffalo could do it next year. Yeah, this is easy. They might do. My youngest is 10 years old, Cormac, as we all know. Cormac mm. is 10. He will be in college before the Arizona Coyotes make the playoffs again. The Buffalo Sabres have three 30-goal scorers. They've got 63 points. There are pieces there. There's Alex, there's Alex Tuck. There's Donnie Meatballs. There's going to be goaltending at some point. Mm-hmm. One of those guys who is is going gonna, is gonna to emerge as a legit option that they haven't had since, you know. Ryan Miller, basically. I don't think it's close. I think Buffalo is absolutely 
on track to make it first. The only kind of thing that gives me pause is that we've seen what happens with the, I mean, the, the West is, the West is kind yeah, of Yeah, the West is kind of a mess, but. But I don't know, man. And anything, anything can happen over the course of, of the season. But yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's a no brainer, right? As a Lightning fan, can't let Stammer 60 pass without memory, but all glory to Austin Matthews 34. Also, bad loss by Michigan in the Frozen Four or good win by Denver? Hmm. That's from Nate U. I think that's a bad loss by Michigan. I Like, you have all those guys, all those guys put other elements of their careers, not on hold, but just like made this conscious choice like all right we're 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 loading up we're coming we're 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 coming to win it we're coming to win a frozen four like this is this is this it, is it. this, this is, is why it. we're all here we're having this collection of talent that people haven't seen in the NCAA ever really yeah and it's it's a bad loss it's a pretty bad it's a loss. bad loss I don't god even bless, take god, joy god in bless it. De- god bless Denver that's really yeah that's a lie no I don't I look I like those look, that was just a star-studded once in a lifetime team. Like I like those that, that kind of I like I like that they did that. I like that they all came together to play for Michigan. It would have been fun to see them succeed. I really like it's I it would have been good for college hockey in my opinion. I'm a mm-hmm. college hockey guy first and foremost. So, of course. bad loss. Tired Cormix Tunes on this podcast. Wired Cormix Tunes on Touch Tunes. <laughs> How do we how do we make that happen? I believe that's from our buddy Slurms McKenzie. Oh my gosh. Um, we do need to make it happen, and I am currently requesting that producer Jeff plays Cormix, plays Cormix <laughs> Bop at the end of this again because again, it's been, because it's it's been it, No, we haven't we haven't heard it in a in, in a in a couple months and people are and people are uh people are requesting it. So we need to remind we need to remind people of that kid's of that kid's talent. Um, the producer Jeff putting in the meatloaf karaoke. Oh my god! After Joe Smith's segment a couple weeks ago, I I was laughing. Really the audio. There were all sorts of fun audio elements throughout that episode, and we don't hear these when they happen. Like right. these are added in post. So whenever we go back and listen to them, like we laugh harder than. I mean, I know I laugh harder than anybody at this stuff because. Like the yeah. bell ringing after we mentioned Pierre <laughs> Lebrun's cottage. Pierre, Pierre Lebrun's cottage at one one two two boogie woogie Avenue. <laughs> Uh. Rod T says Great interview with Brian Boyle I'll just have to take your word for it Rod Speaking of nutrition What do you order at Costco? The acai How do you decide we pronounce this? Acai Acai bowl or the hot dog Those hot dogs are huge They're absolutely huge I love I love the Costco hot dog as like an exercise in like economics and price point and retail management and stuff. There's a whole, there's a whole thing about that. They're a lot, they're a loss leader. Are they? For Costco. <laughs> and I believe the Costco, by the way, there aren't, there are no good corporations. There are no good billionaires. We've, we've heard um, this before, but, 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 <laughs> but. Costco is pretty close. They, they pay their, they pay their employees a, 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 above a living wage. Mm-hmm. Good, good benefits for mm-hmm. all employees. And most of all, the CEO of, of Costco, whose name I forget, whenever he stepped down, said, and this is a direct quote, <laughs> that if any, that if anybody raised the price of the hot dog, that he would kill them. Well, come on. Like that's, that's, I swear, swear to God, that's part of, that's part of the deal because he, because, you know, that draws people in. And over the years, they've found ways to keep the price point low. Like, that's why they started making their own, you know, sodas and whatever. They don't sell Pepsi anymore 
or, or no, wait, what, what was you it? You can't use it's your credit like, card. Can you use your credit card yet at Costco? Pepsi. Like there's a lot yeah, of. It's, yeah. Um, but that was basically why they used to sell like a brand name hot dog at the, at, at the hot dog mm. stand. They don't do that anymore. That's why they started making Kirkland hot dogs. And it's all to keep the price point of these things low enough where they can still be, they can still be a buck. So, I think infl- inflation's at 9% right now. The price, I'm looking it up right now, of the hot dog at Costco, with a, according to this story, with a 20-ounce drink is $1.50, as mm-hmm. it was set in the mid-1980s. Mm-hmm. That has not moved. If you, that's, it's also in the story, it says it's a quarter pound hot dog. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of hot dog, by the way. I need to find this actual, I need to find this. Okay, here we go. Jim Senegal, Costco's co-founder, has always been fiercely customer first and approached the wholesale giant as fostered for decades. Blah, 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 blah. According to an article in 2018, this was the, this is Craig Jelinek who replaced Senegal as Mm -hmm. CEO in 2012. The replacement CEO threw out the idea of raising the price of the hot dog soda uh, combo. And drew a rather strongly worded response from Senegal. If you raise the if you raise the price of the effing hot dog, and he typed out effing, not the f word, I will kill you. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, one of the reasons they so have it, it says it's it's good advertising, and people talk about it like we yeah, are. It's a, it's a lot. It's a loss leader. We're giving free ad. Like, how did we get to the point on this podcast? We got we're, we're giving free advertisement free advertise advertisement to costco is this is this the costco ceo in our comment section costco if you're listening to this the rule is you have to send us a lot of product before we talk about you a lot i mean that's the podcast rule so Mm -hmm. if there's not a case of hot dogs on my front porch actually or just send me or just send me or just send me a free membership because i'm a 36 year old man who needs to stop mooching off his mom's costco you can use mine i can send you a membership card all right here we go perfect yeah thanks buddy I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Did we that's answer the question? We didn't even answer the nope. question. By the way, the answer I the only thing I ever buy on the way out at Costco is the smoothie. They have a really good smoothie. Random, I mean, there's obviously God knows, I don't even want to imagine how much sodium is in this stuff, but the Costco ramen bowls are really, really good in terms <laughs> of like in terms of in terms of like random random uh like microwavable food better than they have any right to be. That's like the goat of of microwavable stuff is 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 the Costco ramen. Again. Free, more free Costco advertising. We just <laughs> for Costco. We just they pay. really need that, guys. They really need the help. Help out. Help out the, they really need the Tuesday bump. America's only good corporation is Costco. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say they were good. They're okay. We can say they're the, America's only okay corporation. <laughs> it's Costco. Costco. That should be their slogan. All right, um, Mike Gensel, pro scout for the Coyotes, uh, playoff team in the year twenty. 20- where have I heard that? Where have I heard that name before? Also, Jake's dad. Oh, joins Mike Russo on Straight from the Source. Um, hopefully, he doesn't hear any of this Coyotes bashing. Um, I just think Buffalo Sabers it's are not, a little bit further along. That's all. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not Mike Gensel's fault. No, Mike's doing his job extremely how well. How many? How many people could you blame for the Arizona Coyotes before making it down to Mike, to Mike Gensel? Gensel? And, would uh, it, and would it be five hundred? I, I think. I think so. I wanted to also promote Max's Max and Ian. So, in, in terms of comparing teams, they did a good comparison between the Red Wings and the Senators, and which like which of the prospect pools you'd rather have, and which of the players you'd rather have, and got a bunch of opinions. It was fun, 
And I like that idea. Maybe you could do it with the coyotes and the sabers. But Sabres I loved it. I loved it for a lot of reasons. I love the execution of it. Yeah. I love Max and Ian's work typically. Yes. They also didn't write anything, which I thought was really, really slick. Look, I got to like that. If you read the last 10 stories I wrote, a lot of other people's words. You just get a lot oh, yeah. of opinions. People like that. People want reporting. I'm not. I'm, Sean? That sounds like I'm, sounds like I'm being facetious. I'm not. It's great. It's great work. And, and again, I'm always looking for I'm always looking for an opportunity to be lazy here. Let's get real. Also, great news. Sean and I are doing the bonus episode on the Athletic yes. Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts. Which Mount Rushmore are we going to talk about? Only time can tell. But we got something. We, we got, got something, something really great. cool planned. You really guys, cool. you guys don't even, you, you guys don't even know. Uh, you start with a thirty day free trial with that, and it's just ninety nine cents a month. And right now, for those of you who are not subscribing to the Athletic, there's got to be one of one or two of you left. I doubt it, but maybe you get in just for just one dollar a month for six months if you go to theathletic.com slash hockey show and. Make sure you're listening tomorrow to the Athletic Hockey Show. Former NHL referee Dave Jackson joins the roundtable with Pizzo, Civi, and Granger on the Athletic Hockey Show. Can you imagine the people who haven't subscribed to the Athletic yet and for whatever reason decide to do so after listening to this bullshit? <laughs> They're like, you know what? You know That's what? what convinced me. That's it. Tip me over. What kills me is, you know, we have all our, all our metrics that every time Mike Russo writes something, he gets a ton of subs. And I'm like, who in Minnesota? Like, what wild fan? We're now five years into this grand experiment, or six years, <laughs> is like that? Oh, okay, I'll say, like. I would assume he's already got. You them would all. think. You would think everybody who wants to read Russo ha- over the over the has, course of the last already, half decade. It's not true. Like he's his, his no, numbers the are train, fantastic. The train the train rolls on. I love it whenever Russo tweets something that I that I write because I know that my comments are just gonna or my mentions in the comments are gonna be just unusable because because wild fans are such maniacs. I love it. I wanna thank uh, I wanna thank producer Jeff for all his hard work and making this make sense and setting up guests. Jack Rosselvick, thank you to Jack for joining. Thank you to Todd Chirac of the Columbus Blue Jackets coming yeah. through. As always, Todd is one of the best in the business. Um, and but most of all Thank you, Sean. Welcome. You think maybe next week we can explain why 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 Todd and Jeff had to come through with a guest on on short notice? I hope so. I hope it all maybe. makes sense. Maybe why maybe I wasn't it'll on make sense. Interview. It's all going to come together for you all. Maybe mm-hmm. or maybe not. Or maybe not. And then we're just never going to speak of this again. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>